0: begin to say thank you to the Lord for answered prayers. I say Father we thank you 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 Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you you, Father taught
1: the son where to stand
0: in, In the, the morning,
1: morning. Root the root of the ocean, you can only come this far, and you show the.
0: Keep God. Up. bow before you. The God that speaks and it is established. The one that decrees and it stands fast. You own the whole earth in the palm of your hands. We worship you. Thank you for all you are doing in every life. Thank you because in every life present in this place, every Egyptian that I've been seen thus far, we will see them again no more and forever. We thank you for that which eyes have not seen. We thank you for that which ears have not heard. Thank you for that which has not even begun to enter into the heart of man. Honor, glory, dominion, and majesty be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Clap your hands, oh you people. Let's clap, let's clap, let's clap, let's clap, let's clap. Now let's lift up our voices and let us shout. The voice of triumph. Amen. God bless you. You will be seated. Thank you. Amen. Today, by the grace of God, we will continue in our series. Engineering your dreams. Praise the Lord. Today we are looking at part two of Engineering Your Dreams. Last week we looked at part one and we looked at Dare to Dream Again. If you missed last week, I want to challenge you to get the, the city and listen to it. In fact, the city of today is going to be a major, major resource. Um, 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 that you will, you should refer to time and time again. Uh, because today we are going deeper and God will help us in Jesus' name. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 from verse 11. Ecclesiastes 9, 11. The word of God says in Ecclesiastes nine, eleven, I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise does sometimes go hungry. And the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated do not always lead successful lives. It is all decided by chance being in the right place at the right time. Another translation says that Time and chance happens to them all. Praise the name of the Lord. This scripture, so kind of um, on the surface, we kind of suggest that is, life is just by luck. On the contrary, you are going to learn today that really that's not the what it's saying. Praise the Lord. Engineering—the word engineering means, from Wikipedia. Is the science and art of acquiring, applying practical knowledge in order to design, build, and maintain structures, machines, devices, systems, materials, and processes. Big definition. In other words, engineering simply means the science and the art of taking an idea from inspiration to fruition. That's what engineering means. That's what engineering means. So when we apply that definition to engineering your dreams, what, that, what engineering your dreams means is that it's the science and the art of taking your dreams from an idea stage of inspiration into the reality stage of fruition. Taking your dreams from the idea stage of, of inspiration to the reality stage of fruition and by dream we explained last week that by dream we mean a mental picture of what could be what's a dream everybody a mental picture of what could be that's a dream by dream I'm not talking about necessarily that you sleep and you have a dream as we know it yes a dream can come like that and I'm definitely not talking about, oh, Pastor, I dreamt yesterday. I drank Coke in my dream. I drank Fanta. Then I drank pure water last. What does that mean? It means you've. It's been a long time you've been to a party. <laughs> <laughs> and you are really missing Coke and Fanta. <laughs> and I don't know if they serve pure water in parties. Praise the Lord. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, oh, I had a dream and I saw masquerade chasing me. No, 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 no. If masquerades have been chasing you beginning from today, they will stop chasing you. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. A dream, by dream, we mean a mental picture of what could be. And now we're taking it further into, you know, it's, it's not just having a dream. I know a dream is the first step. But you need to receive a vision Now, it starts with a dream. A dream is a mental picture of what could be. A vision, on the other hand, is a mental picture of what could be and should should be. Mental picture, it could be still, it could be motion picture, it could be motion picture with sound, still picture with sound, or without sound. Of what could be and should be. And vision is so important in leadership. All of us are leaders in one capacity or another. You cannot lead without vision. You cannot lead without vision. You can't, the same way, how far can you run if you are blindfolded? If they put a the blindfold around you and they say, run, how fast can you run? If you run at all, you'll be running trying to feel what is in front of you, lest you bump against the wall the same thing, if you're a leader, you're leading your home, you're leading your business, you're leading your family, you're leading your life, and there's no vision, you are apparently groping. And I pray that will come to an end today in the mighty name of Jesus. A mental picture of what should be and could be. Proverbs 29:18 says, "Where there is no vision, the people, the people perish where there is no vision. The people perish, and when we when we have um, dreams and a mental picture, an idea, everybody understands that. Hey, everything starts with an idea. Almost everything starts with an idea. Everything. Everything starts with an idea. Everything. You are here today. You probably came in a car. If you came in your car, that car was somebody's idea. That car was somebody's idea. You say, oh, pastor, I didn't come in a car. You, you came with your shoes, your legatee's bends. Those shoes are what? Somebody's idea. And God will give you an idea that people will pay for in Jesus' name. I'm praying that for everybody here. God will give you an idea that people will keep paying for. While you are sleeping, they are paying, they are paying, they are paying. paying. In Jesus' name. (laughs) Believe me. Everything starts with an idea. Even you, you are sitting down there, you are an idea, you are somebody's idea. Your daddy and your mommy came together and says, oh, you look beautiful tonight. Then you showed up. Yes, <laughs> somebody's idea. Even those of us that we were told that, oh, what kind of I should have flushed you. Have, you. have you heard some parents say that's very nasty thing? That I should have flushed you down the drain. You're a mistake. Guess what? You are God's idea. <laughs> they just didn't know. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You God had you in mind. For some people, the parents tried, you know, I was, someone was telling me that this child, we tried to abort this child. If I have a friend, you guys you probably know him. Pastor Sholafaladay. His father said on his 48th birthday that this boy, he told the mother, I don't want it, this, I finished having all my children. I don't know where you got this one from. He came from heaven. <laughs> they, they aborted him several times. The guy refused to go. Praise the Lord. And 40 years after, he's so happy that he's, he's perhaps one of his great, if he's not his greatest son today. Why? Because God had an idea. God has an idea. For some of us, our parents have an idea for something else for us. I give my example. My parents, the idea they had for me was that I would be a girl. Can you just imagine if I was a
1: girl?
0: (laughs) Sorry, ladies. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Now, (laughs) they've had two boys too strong, energetic boy, and my mom says, okay, it's time to have a girl and close shop. But God had another idea. When they got pregnant for me, they went, at the time they used to go to all sorts of prophets, you know. They went to prophets, they went to everywhere, they were telling them, ah, now girl. Every one of them saw girl. In fact, they went to the hospital, they did a scan, they said, ah, This is a girl. So if you you saw my baby pictures, I was wearing girl clothes. I hate those pictures. Because they went to shop for their girl. I will show you any of those. No, I will show you. I will show you. Now, my mom said, when I came out and she saw the Kokoro, you know what? I I thought, boy, God had a plan for me. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. You see, my life, God hides my life from everybody. people, Listen, and I've noticed that the people that God brings to God's private house, people underestimate you, but they will be shocked yeah. when they see the kokoro. <laughs> That's the man, the man I'm speaking. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. God has a plan for you. You are God's idea. Everything starts with an idea. And you see, many times, you see, when, when, when God wants to give us a vision for our lives, He starts by giving us a, a mental picture. He gives us an idea. He gives us an idea. We just get an idea. And many of us know that, you, you know, we, we get ideas most in the bathroom. Have you noticed? You get fresh songs in the bathroom. You know why? I explained why in the first much experience. The reason is because when a lot of people come to church, even though people get help from God in church also, but when a lot of people come to church, they are full of themselves. Did they see my wristwatch? You are worshiping God. You are doing like this. <laughs> Something is wrong with you. Is it? Is it oh my! Is it my, my this special wig or this bag? Are they seeing this bag? Are they fancy this shoe? You know, those things insulate you from the voice of God. But when you're in the bathroom, you are as you came from heaven. Some people are still thinking, how did I come from heaven? Job said, naked came you. You are most vulnerable in the bathroom. And that's why, many times, as if that's where God speaks clearest. Now imagine, if you are vulnerable to God consistently, consistently, consistently in your car, in the church, in, in your workplace, imagine how clearly you'll be hearing from God. I'm not saying you should be going naked in your car in the workplace. I'm saying, as invulnerable vulnerable in your heart to God. And God gives us ideas, and we have ideas, and we have ideas. But you see, it is not all ideas, not every dream that qualifies to be a vision. Not every dream qualifies to be a vision. Not everything that could be, should be. Not everything that could be, should be. Not every dream is a vision worthy of pursuing. Not every dream is a vision worthy of pursuing. Don't waste your life. A lot of people have started businesses. They have no business starting. It's just a major distraction for their lives. Why? Because they don't the, saw the dream was big. It was all fanciful. I know that, and they pursued it. It wasted. Some people have wasted 10 years of their lives. Some people have wasted 15 years of their lives. Just chasing shadows. I pray that you will not chase shadows in Jesus' name. Not every dream is a vision worthy of pursuing. And we, we gave the example of, of the female menstrual cycle. Every month, a woman should have what they call a menstrual cycle. menstruation. Every menstrual cycle is a picture of what could be. This could be a child. That's all. This could be a child. Right? This could be a child. Every one of them is a potent child. Imagine a woman that says, every menstrual cycle that could be, should be, and will be. I'm not going to waste anything from heaven. Right? Then she begins to have children by the time she gets to number 23 is that like she passes out <laughs> the fact that something is possible does not mean it's plausible the fact that something is possible does not mean you should pursue it just differentiating these two will save you a lifetime of stress, so how do I know what could be that should be because without you need a vision you need that what could be that should be so how do I know what could be that should be even even though I know it's not everything that could be that should be how do I know what could be, that should be. How do I know what dream qualify to be the vision I should pursue, I should give my life to? In qualifying a dream, there are three things qualifying a dream. Number one, you must answer why. You must answer why. Why should it be? It could be But why should it be? Why? 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 Why should it be? Why should it be you? Why should it be now? Why? 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 Well, I was turning from um, paid employment into entrepreneurship. I had a chat with my my wife's boss at the time. Um, She's a renowned consultant this nation. Most of us probably know her. And I started with her just to pick her brain on, you know, a few things. And she just went to the, for the juggler and she almost whied my vision to death. Why? Why? You know, I left that meeting very discouraged and saying this woman is just a pessimist, you know. But years have passed and I'm grateful for that meeting because those questions she asked me Cost me to wrestle with certain things. Why? Why? The question is why should there be another church in Nigeria? Does Nigeria really need another church? The answer is no so why god's favorite house why should nigeria have another church because nigeria doesn't need another church nigeria needs a different kind of church (laughs) praise the name of the lord so why god's favorite house because nigeria needs what a different kind of church why that's the first question to qualify your vision number two for what purpose is this? It must align with God's purposes. It must align with God's purposes. What is it? because if, if it's known, if purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. You 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 must know the purpose. Third question is so the first question is the question of the why. The second question is the question of purpose. The third question is the question of burden. Does this bother? Me does this bother me? The fact that there is let's take a social problem. There's insecurity in the nation. It doesn't bother some people at all. So it can't be the vision God has given them. And if you find yourself as the chief security officer of this nation, you don't have, it doesn't bother you that people are dying, then you shouldn't have that job. Praise the name of the Lord. Does it bother me? Some people, it bothers them how not only they dress, how other people dress. It bothers them. I said before, a man came to me and said to me, oh, pastor, I've noticed for the past six weeks, you have been wearing the same belt to church. I said, hey, I didn't even know. He said, so should I sew a belt in there? I said I don't need a belt. I have a couple of belts. But hey, what do I do? When I get dressed, I just pick a belt that matches my shoe. I just stretch forth my hand and pick one. And it happens that the one I pick is the one I replace, or is the one I pick again. <laughs> so it's, it's you know, but some people will never see that. So people, we see that. If you don't, you, you can't even notice that. Some people say, "When I said," some people say, "Oh, pastor, do you even wear a belt? Don't go into fashion." Praise the Lord. The key thing here is you don't go into what you don't have a burden for. Walk in a school if you hate children. Some people can't stand children. The only a woman said to me, the only grace for children I have are my own children. And she loves her children. But she really can't stand. It's not like she's a bad person, but she really can't stand plenty of children. Everybody calling her auntie, auntie, auntie. She can pass out. (laughs) Some people, that's their zone. They love it. So the why question, the purpose question, the burden question. Now, now, fine. Out of your many, many dreams, you've qualified a couple of visions. I mean, okay, this is a vision I can run with. Now, the fact that you have a vision, it's not time to run yet. You need to qualify the vision. Everybody say, qualify the vision. You need to authenticate it. How? Do I authenticate the vision? I'm taking you through a whole process here. Please take notes as much as you can. Get the CD, listen to it again. How do I authenticate my vision? The first thing you do in authenticating vision is derived from the last thing you do in qualifying uh, a dream. And vision by nature comes with a moral imperative. Vision by nature. By the nature of vision comes with the moral imperative. It's difficult to see somebody that, is, that has a vision that is not on fire. It's so impossible. The vision births a fire. The, the vision births the fire. It's impossible. If you see someone that is lethargic, is, is has no fire in their life, it's, not, it's, an, it's a vision issue. So vision, so does, does this thing deliver a moral imperative, a sense of responsibility so strong that it becomes an instruction for me? It can become a suggestion for other people, but for me it's an instruction. You know, for some people it may be a suggestion. You don't, they don't have to work in a, in a school, for instance. For me it's an instruction. I can't do without working in a school. I'm just giving as an example. qualifying the vision it becomes law to you paul says woe is me if i don't preach the gospel <laughs> the calling to preach the gospel to paul has become what law some of the a lot of christians they don't feel that way about preaching the gospel you know they don't we have to encourage them and stir them up and they will preach, they will evangelize, then they will once forget again, then we remind them, and they will forget again. But for someone like Paul, he says, "Cost is." he placed himself on a course. That's what vision does to you. He said, I do this, I think there was one great preacher that went to God, and says, give me Wales or England or I die. Give me this nation or I die. There are many Pastors, they don't feel called to this nation. They don't feel a burden for Nigeria. And you can tell. But there are some that you can also tell that they feel the pain and the burden for this nation. Give me Nigeria or I die. I wish somebody would stand up and say to God, Give me Nigeria or I die. The person may be here. Praise the Lord. That's in qualifying the vision, in authenticating the vision, is the first thing. Second thing, in authenticating the vision is you can do it for free. This thing, yes, you are going to get paid, you have bills to pay, blah, blah, blah. But in the real sense of it, you can do it for free if you don't get paid. So if, if all your bills were taken care of, your children's school fees are paid, you, don't, you are not paying as, as rent, you have uh, mobility, you have everything you need, Will you still do this thing? Authentication. Number three, the voice of the Holy Spirit. The voice of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says you will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Do what? Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. The, the, the Holy Spirit will confirm to you. And number four, counsel, counsel, counsel. I know I'm moving very fast, but you are writing very fast, so I can see. So it's a good combination. <laughs> counsel counsel. In the multitude of counselors, there's what? There's safety. After you've heard from God, counsel. I've shared before, severally, and I, I think for those that have gone through the journey, you've you heard me sh- share it. When we're sure that this, God wanted us to start God's favorite house. There are five people in my life. I call them my advisory board. <laughs> they don't know themselves, do <laughs> As in they know themselves in a way, but they've never come together. I don't make major spiritual decisions without clearing from those five people. So when we're sure that God wants to start God's favorite house, I checked with the first person, the second person, the third person, the fourth person, the fifth person. All of them said the same thing without talking to each other. Praise the name of the Lord. So for me, okay. They have the unique people in your life that you can check with, they should never replace God's voice in your life. It's just, that's the problem with all of us. We don't want to hear God anymore, we don't want to pray anymore, we don't want to seek God anymore, we don't want to fast anymore. We want to buy Bovita and Milo to some guy to do the fasting for us. If we just chop your Milo, I, 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 I'm saying to people, if you are buying. Somebody says he wants fast so you, are, you. are buying Bovita, you are buying Milo, you are buying Provision. Do, what does he want to do with those things? If he's fasting, does he need Milo or Ram? He's feasting. He's not fasting. There's a story of um, some lady. I think it happened to me. Yeah, I think, I think it happened to me. She was going through a serious, serious problem. Serious problem, as it's really serious. And she came to me, and she said to me, said, I said to me that, Pastor, you know, let us pray together. I said to her, that this one needs serious intercession. I said to her, okay, you know what? In your house, when it is midnight, begin to pray. You pray till Three. In my house, I will join you. We'll pull this thing down in Jesus' name. You know, I usually sleep at around 3 anyway. I'm a nocturnal person. But that day, I forgot. I slept like a baby from like 10 till morning. (laughs) The woman went for the thing she went for and God did an amazing miracle. That only God could have done. Then she came back to me and said, Oh, Pastor, your prayer work. I said, When did you finish? When did you finish everything? And she was about to go. I said, Madam, come, let me tell you the truth. I didn't pray. <laughs> I, I, said, I was sleeping. Though. But that's the truth. I was dozing. And God probably allowed me to doze to show her. That if you will call upon me I will hear you praise the name of the Lord so I said I'm sorry I gave my word I'm sorry but I dozed off that's the truth she was the the joy of the whole thing allowed her to forgive me quickly (laughs) praise the name of the Lord Many of us would rather outsource our relationship with God. Meanwhile, that's the purpose for which Christ came. So that you can have a relationship with God. So, once you have qualified the dream, you have authenticated the vision, my, yes, I have just one advice for you. Give your life to it. For some of us, the truth is that the vision God is going to give us is going to be embedded in the vision of another person. See, that's the problem with some, of, some people. They can't stand that. Pharaoh understood that. That the vision for his country to, to prosper is embedded in this boy's, this Joseph's boy's vision. Joseph's brother didn't understand that. Pharaoh understood that. Pharaoh said, you know what? You be there. Anything you need, take my signature. In. Sometimes the unbelievers have more common sense than believers. Because Pharaoh's brother is a type of believers. Sorry, Joseph's brother is a type of believers. And Pharaoh is a type of unbelievers. Give your life to it. And there's an aspect of engineering your dreams that is unpopular. And that is the aspect of waiting. It was a waiting. You have qualified the dream, you have authenticated the vision, you are fired up, and you want to go. And it's as if everything is saying, wait. It can be so, so discomforting. We get very, 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 very agitated. No one wants to wait, particularly anymore. Nobody wants to wait. But everyone that is pregnant with something knows that you just have to wait. Even physical pregnancy. If you are three months pregnant or five months pregnant, and you say, Oh, I'm tired. I want to push, what will happen? Your mother will tell you, Wait. Uh, When the time comes, You won't have to beg the baby. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. Waiting time is not wasted time. Waiting time is not wasted time. Many times we think because we are waiting, we are wasting time. No, listen. Waiting time is not wasted time. I I don't know what you are waiting on God for. It could be for a life partner. It could be for a child. It could be for uh, a financial breakthrough. It could could be for a business to the second level. Whatever. Waiting time is not wasted time. Everyone say wasting time is not wasted time. So there are four pieces of waiting that will allow you fully maximize waiting time. Waiting time is not wasted time. Number one, waiting time is pondering time. Four Ps. Pondering time. It's the time to soak yourself in the vision through the fire of thought. The chicken, for instance, when the chicken lays its egg The chicken broods over the egg, sits on the egg for 21 days. When the chicken goes to eat, have you seen a chicken that is brooding over the egg going to eat? In such a hurry, runs back, sits down, and waits. Because the chicken knows that something is about to hatch. Praise the name of the Lord. As you are brooding and waiting and pondering, you need to know with anticipation that something is about to hatch. It's about to arch. It's the time to document stuff. Write down the vision. Write it down. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, Habakkuk 2, 2. Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that they may run that reading. So pondering matures the vision in us. Pondering matures the vision in us. We are pregnant. And you're pondering, and you're waiting, and it's going, the baby gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Same thing with vision. It matches the vision in us. So, number one, pondering, waiting time is not wasted time. Waiting time is what? Pondering time. That's number one. Number two, waiting time is not wasted time. Waiting time is prayer time. Waiting time is prayer time. It's the time you pray and pray and prayer keeps our focus on the source it keeps our focus on god and keeps our focus sharp Up hebrews hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 hebrews 4:16 what of god says in hebrews 4:16 says so let us come boldly to the throne of grace of god of our gracious god there we will receive mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most when do we find grace when we need it the most. So, pray and pray. Prayer paves the way for God to walk. That's what prayer does. Prayer paves the way, literally, for God to walk. And when you are praying, please pray for opportunities. Don't pray for manna. A lot of Christians pray for manna. Manna Is food in the wilderness? They just want to pray. Be like Nehemiah. When Nehemiah was praying, Nehemiah did not say, Oh God, touch the heart of the king so that the king will go and build the world of Jerusalem. No, Nehemiah said, Let me find favor with God, with this king. Open a door for me so that we can rebuild these walls. Pray like David. Don't pray and say, oh God, this Goliath, fall down and die. Fall down and die. Fall down and die. No! David says, you come to me with a sword and a staff and a shield and a bow and an arrow, whatever. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Today, I'm going to cut off your head. God, give me favor. Let me kill this Goliath. I will kill this Goliath. Don't pray and say, God. I don't want to see any Goliath at all. We are able to go up and take the mountain and possess the land from Jordan to the sea. Though the giants may be on the way to Indah, God will surely give us victory. Caleb at 85 said to Joshua, Give me this mountain. Horeb, where there were giants. Caleb says, as I was 40 years ago, so is my strength. I'm going to go and kill these giants. Many people would say, oh, uh, Joseph, uh, Joshua, can you please send people to go and clear that place for us? Not Caleb. You have to take responsibility for your destiny. Don't pray for manna. Pray that God will open the door and assure God, once you open this door, I'm I'm going to kill every Goliath in this place. Praise the name of the Lord by your strength. So number one, waiting time is not wasted time. Waiting time is pondering time. Number two, waiting time is what? Prayer time. Number three, wasting time is not wasted time. Wasting time is waiting time is people time. I was a people, people time. You see, when you are waiting on God for a promise and it's dragging and it's dragging and it's dragging, the tendency is to withdraw from people. I know that. Because, I mean, I've waited on God for many things. <laughs> the tendency is to withdraw from people. Why? Because we are ashamed. We feel that you know, people don't understand and some immature people also pass some very nasty comments that are hurtful. And we we want to just enter our shell and sing, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrows. And we throw a pity party and we just lick our wounds and listen, that is the lie of the devil. Waiting time is not gave time. Waiting time is what? People time. God expects you and I to form new relationships. God expects you and I to be more friendly in spite of the pain. God expects you and I. Why? Because people may be the problem, but people are also the solution. Many things God wants to do in your life is going to use people. You want to get married, guess what? There's going to be somebody that knows somebody. Maybe the person that you are dodging, you are not receiving the person's call. Maybe the person is the brother of the auntie, of the cousin of the the person you are going to get married to. You never know. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So, rather than entering into a cave, We should go in the opposite direction and actually connect with people. When Mad Bird came, he it, it, it told us that for you to fulfill your destiny, 25% relies on your technical skills. 75% relies on your people skills. 75%. So don't enter any cocoon Be bold. Be strong. Lift up your head and connect with people. People caused Joseph to go down to the prison and people brought Joseph from the prison to the palace. In fact, when the the butler and the and the and the um, the cupbearer of the king, uh, the butler and the and the, and the baker, when it came to Joseph, and they said that we had a dream. If we a lot of us, once we hear dream, we run. Why? Because it was dream that brought us into this problem. <laughs> it was dream. But the dream that brought you into the problem. It's the same dream that will take you out of the problem. Praise the name of the Lord. You are coming out. You are coming out. So don't run from people. Waiting time is not wasted time. Waiting time is pondering time. Waiting time is not wasted time. Waiting time is prayer time. Waiting time is not wasted time. Waiting time is, time. Waiting time is, time. Waiting time is what? People time. It's people time. People propels us to go further faster. People propel us to go further faster. And number four. Five. Four. Four P's. Wasting time. Waiting time is not wasted time. Waiting time, number four, is preparation time. You ponder, you pray, you people. Is that correct? (laughs) Then you prepare. Preparation. Preparation. You, when you prepare, when you are preparing for something, there's an anticipation. When you are preparing for an exam or an interview, there's an anticipation. When you are preparing, what, that's what preparation does. It builds your anticipation. When you are preparing for a wedding, there's an anticipation. And when you are preparing, you see, God said to me long time ago. I shared the first spiritual experience long time ago. God said to me, "You are living, you are waiting for this promise, and you are living as if the uh, traffic light is red." And I said to God that, eh, "Is it not on red?" Both of us know it's on red now. You have put it on red now, so that we are here. <laughs> I says, "No, <laughs> don't see it as being on red." What he said next changed my life, and I pray it changes yours. He says, "When you are waiting, the traffic light." has actually just shifted from red to yellow. So it's not red light, it's yellow light for It's yellow light. Now, when, when your car, when you're in traffic light and it changes to yellow, what do you do? You engage the gear. You are waiting. You, you are waiting, you are watching, you are waiting. And if you're like me, sometimes I'm watching the car beside me. I'm, I'm going to dust you guys. You know, once it is green, boom, right? <laughs> now, don't judge me now. I do that. Sometimes I didn't say all the time. I said sometimes. (laughs) So it is preparation time. When God does this, I will do this. When this happens, I will be ready. I will do this. When this happens, I will do this. I was telling about a friend of mine that has a printing press and prints a magazine and all that and top quality stuff. And he has been praying for a breakthrough, for a breakthrough, for a breakthrough. And one day, God connected him with a man. And the guy was going to print something worth several hundred millions of naira. And my friend was not prepared. And because he was not prepared, because the guy says, Oh, great guy, I've seen your magazine. Good quality. I need this. I need this by this date. You know, people that want something and have the money, they want it at a certain date. Say, I need it by this date. My friend went berserk. He couldn't seize that opportunity. You know why? Is it because God did not open the door? Just because he was not ready. Many of us we are too concerned about, oh, when is when will it be my time? When will my time come? When will my time come? The problem is not going to be your time because your time will come that is outside of your jurisdiction. The issue is, will you be ready when your time comes? Will you be ready? Will your plans be ready? Will your person be ready? Would you have been ready as a person? Would you be ready? um, Benjamin Franklin, I think, said that I will study, I will prepare, and my time will come. I will study, I will prepare, and my time will come. Stop worrying whether your time will come, because it will come. And for a lot of us, for all of us that are waiting here, the traffic light is on yellow already. Imagine when it is green and your engine is off. If it's green and your engine is off, you don't only cause a problem for yourself, you cause a problem for everybody. People begin to earn. And if you're a new part of this world, people begin to call you names. And while you're starting a car, and if it's a a traffic like, they change very fast. You are just starting the car, it changes back to red. Somebody may come down (laughs) and, and give you a knock. The point is this. You are not only moving for yourself. There are destinies that are tied to you. They They are linked to you being sharp in the spirit. They are linked to you being sharp and recognizing when it changes from yellow to green. Because when you move, they move. Praise the name of the Lord. Because when you move, they move. So, stop worrying about the time. Start worrying about yourself. One prayer that I said to people that are waiting for for God for life partner, I said they should pray that God prepare me for the person you are preparing for me. The issue is not the person or the timing. The issue is are you ready? You are waiting for God for a child, for a job, for business to go to the next level. Are you ready? Are you ready? So the issue, again, is not The time, the issue is, will you be ready? A lot of people are saying, oh, when will Jesus come? Will Jesus really come? Oh, it's taking a long time. Listen, the issue is not whether Jesus will come or not, because Jesus will come. The issue is, will you be ready? Will you be ready when Jesus comes? I will be ready. I will be ready. I will be ready when the Lord shall come I will be ready I will be ready I will be ready when the Lord shall come so it is not will Jesus come it is will you be ready and the best time to get ready is now. For that next thing you're trusting God for, that you're waiting for, when is the best time to get ready?
1: Now. now.
0: Why? Write this down. The light is about to change. Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. The light is about to change. Yes. Want to clap for Jesus? That's a good time. The light is about to to change. Preparation matures us for the vision. Many times, you know, like some guy said, it is not enough to do the right thing. You must do the right thing for long enough. It's not enough to do the right thing you must do the right thing for long enough so why we wait while the light is on yellow pondering does what matches the vision in us everybody say pondering matches the vision in me so pondering matches the vision in us number 1 number 2 prayer paves way for God to walk. Number three, people propel us further, faster. And number four, preparation matches us for division. You get the waiting season right, the whole period of engineering becomes a breeze. because the toughest season is what I've explained to you: the waiting season. That's the toughest season. The waiting season It's not the only, it's not the only important season, but it's the toughest season. the waiting season. Are you ready? Praise the Lord. Long time ago, let me close with this story. We wanted to do what they call workers' appreciation. And we asked workers to um, reach themselves, want to give, you know, just kind of shows who is doing what and it raised a lot of dust back then <laughs> because some people felt they had bad press but the night of that workers opposition, that night God showed up he came to me and showed me my report card for that season. It was a vision. I was not ready. I was almost ready. It was just one thing. My tie. It was a bow tie. I had not worn it. God was saying to me, even you yourself, you weren't ready. And took it off. And I wept. I wept very badly. And I said to God, the next time you come, I will be ready. I'm happy to announce to you (laughs) that the next time, at least that season passed and came, I was ready because I was broken. I said, "I no, I will not be caught napping again." Some of us, you see, how we run, how we serve God, and we do certain things. And you wondering? Are they chasing this boy? Yes. Some people say, "Oh, you've done a lot. Done what? We've not. We are. We are just scratching. We have not even started." Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, no, 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 no. But we have started. But we've not really started. <laughs> if you are here, you, you, I want to pray with you. You are not saved. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. Oh, you used to be born again. You used to be born again. And you are backslidden. And when we were singing that song, Will you be ready when the Lord shall come? You don't even know how to feel. Because you knew how you were before with God. I want to pray with you wherever you are. But this prayer is so important for your preparation. You are saying, I have never given my life to Jesus before. Oh, pastor, I used to be born again at Baxilin. I am not ready. I want to be ready. Would you pray with me? Father, we pray for everyone that has surrendered to you today. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you reveal yourself to them, Lord. Change these lives totally. And let your name and your name alone be glorified. Everyone that has heard this word, thank you because darkness is dispersed from this life in Jesus' name. Thank you because your light has come to stay in every life. And let your name be glorified, Father. Honor and glory be given unto you. Honor and glory be given unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord.